next to creating a life, the finest thing a man can do is say hi. Quote by Abraham Lincoln. You are listening to the Resilient Masculinity Podcasting Movement. I am your host, William Bechtelberger. Welcome here, welcome back, and if this is your first time, then welcome. Resilient Masculinity is a podcasting movement designed and created for men and by men to create men who are resilient, self-reliant, providers who are capable of providing safety, stability, and service to themselves, their families, their businesses, their churches, and their communities. We're in this season, in season two, we are diving deep into the different aspects of the three S's, safety, stability, and service. Today, we're going to be diving into one of the first S's in safety, which is going to be emergency first aid. Today is actually a very fitting day. Uh, For those who've watched this podcast, you can tell from what's right here, my hands are a little red. Actually, they can show up a little better, maybe. I don't know. Maybe my face. Um, No, it's because there's simulated blood on my hand. Over the last couple days, I have been taking uh, tea purple tea, which is tactical combat casualty care. I'm then taking uh, Cure 2, which formerly in the military was known as Combat Lifesaver. They've now changed the name and added a few things, taken away a few things, but it's a secondary uh, level. It's a higher level than the standard uh, basic life support care that all service members are when they when they get trained, uh, I do that as part of my uh, training to become a police officer, and thought it would be a fitting day uh, to record an episode on emergency first aid. For those who don't know me personally and have only learned about me from podcasts or other social media, uh, emergency first aid and being a first responder has been something that's been on my heart for many a day. Fifth birthday party was a fireman's birthday party. My sixth birthday party was a was a police officer's birthday party, and my seventh birthday um, was all about being an EMT. Right, like saving lives, protecting people, people keeping people safe has always been something that was of great importance to me, and it's of great importance of being a man. Right, we're called to provide safety. Well, if we fail in providing aid to those who are under our care. If they get sick, if they get hurt, um, if there's a car accident, if there's an active shooter, God forbid, coming to shoot your wife, you know how to act at that point. You know what to do if your child has chosen to. Those are things we're going to start talking about in today's episode. And I want to get kind of out of the realm of, of the tactical, um, which is what, more what I've been learning because it's my uh, same uh, profession, and into the more practical for day-to-day operations and, and everyday life. Uh, those of us who are, who are responsible gun owners know that we spend between five to $600 on a, say, average rig, be a, be a, a rifle or a handgun or a good shotgun, or whatever you have, right? You can think to spend between five to $600 on 
about um, the sometimes that's just the basics, right? The bare bone AR-15 is like a five six hundred dollar bare bone. Um, I think my everyday carry pistol was a six hundred dollar pistol. Um, uh, my first handgun was a used handgun, and that was close to three hundred dollars. And you're not including ammunition, and you're not including time on the range, you're not including a target, and you know PPE for for shooting it, like eye protection and ear protection, right? You're gonna spend between five to $600 on the low end just to buy um, mere, bare minimum basics for a gun. How much money have you spent providing first aid and getting emergency first aid gear for your family because of my guesses growing up? Let's go over some of the most common injuries that we may face in our lives, be they minor or major. And we're gonna break down different steps we can use to um, to mitigate those those potential hazards and what what tools and what kind of skills we can get so that when those emergencies do come, we are prepared for them. So as if you remember from a few episodes ago, we talked about fire training. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on burns, although that's not our main concern. Right now our main concern can be two biggest killers, and that is massive bleeding and obstructed airway. So um, and tactical combat casualty care, which I will just refer to as TCCC. Our acronym is MWAR, which is Massive Bleeding, Airway, Respiration, Circulation, and Head Injury or Hypothermia. So our two main focuses are going to be Massive Bleeding, that's going to be your gunshot wound, and your amputation. It's going to be your massive uncontrollable bleeding. And then the next biggest killer is going to be Obstructed Airway. Let's discuss those and we're going to then talk about what we can do to treat those and what we can get and buy to mitigate those potential killers. So first off is of course massive bleeding. This in a everyday context is probably going to be from a motor vehicle accident um, or some kind of freak accident if it's maybe a boat propeller if, if you're around any kind of heavy equipment or you're going to you, anything that you could get crushed by or snap a limb with, those are the kind of things you could also look at mining. Um, obviously, I don't think everyone takes on an important risk, but if you get a big enough gash or if you do have to actually take an artery, maybe you don't have arteries, but you, you cut deep you open up a lot of those blood vessels, now you have a lot of heavy bleeding. How do we take care of that? Well, of course, everyone knows there's questions like tourniquets. Tourniquets are those things that you, you crank them with the, the straps, and then you crank the little handle, and those things hurt, and those things aren't great. But they can save your life. So obviously, you're not going to do them at night. You're not going to do them at church. You do them at home and the workplace. And those are your massive bleeding 
that you cannot take care of with the correct pressure or the pressure of the patient. So again, you can't think about it. This is taking the eye off the pupation, right? If you're working with hot cloth and you run the worm with hot cloth and it's drowning, if you're in a motor vehicle accident, you throw it away, you get severed from the brushing of the cloth or the worm casting, right? What we've been taught from the professionals that I've been taught. So take it with a grain of salt and we'll talk about classes later on, okay? Is very locked Peterson intake and bulb intake. So if I get this here, I get on my elbow, on the Peterson intake, about four finger widths apart and put it there. Now, that's in general. Personally, the other thing I've been told is you are never wrong with the intestine size. You will never be wrong, right? As high as you can, high as you can. Because if you're going to lose a limb and you're unsure of the potential of losing a limb, I say eight hours of a tourniquet being applied. If um, in a civilian setting, that's not your problem. Okay, if you cannot get to emergency fire emergency care in eight hours, the person you're calling can get there. I would much rather have the potential of losing my arm for eight hours than die. So go ahead and put a high and tight and crank that thing on the next attack and think of the new one and just kind of push and be very uncomfortable. But it will take a little while. Okay? Tourniquets from Rhino Online. Um, you can buy a pair of all sorts of them. There's a cloth tee. There's the cap, which stands for combat application tourniquet. Uh, there's the lance, which is more of a, almost like a nylon tee generally stay away from. Um, there's multiple ones. Um, personally, I like the soft tee and the cap. I think all mine, my personal ones are cap tourniquets. I bought a four pack of them off of Amazon a few years ago for like 30 bucks. Now I have practice in them. I know how to use them, know how to use them efficient. Okay, um, you have three minutes till someone goes out from an arterial date from, from a from bleeding from the artery, you have three minutes till someone goes out. If you really want to try to get that tourniquet on, it's not a good date. So, because that dictates when you get to him, when they crank that on and get on to him, that's why you got to use three minutes, and you're probably already in the ambulance. So, watch that. Okay, that's for your for your major major debate. Another thing is if it's inanimate, if it's incorporeal, if it's uh, enduring, where you cannot put a tourniquet, they make what's called combat gauze, or um, the technical term is hematic dust. And what that does is that hematic agent that's, that is actually applied directly into the bandage, it helps a blotting agent. So it helps you get it off do is you tap that on and you push it in and you shove it and you keep shoving it in right but you can't shove it in there anymore and then you apply whatever pressure to drop the thing off so that's how you would take care of massively healthy cloth or tourniquet on is you, you tap it with 
person and his God or her husband. And we just have this connection. Shabbat Amen. Keep getting saturated with the information. Shabbat Amen. Until the bread and cup. Well, until you, until you pass out the money. Hold that for a moment. And swipe out the passion. Just read it. What about airwaves? Huh? Airwaves. What about airwaves? Well, if you can't breathe, here it is. The, the, the best way for most people is just going to be learning how to do CPR. And I'll get to that in a minute. But assuming you're okay, you're going to mouth to mouth for someone. Get them to do rescue breaths. They'll do 30 chest compressions. And again, I'll get into CPR here in a minute. If you are uncomfortable with the idea of mouth to mouth, um, they do make, and again, get them on Amazon. Buy a lot of this stuff off Amazon. I will link some of this in, in the description below. Um, they may not have at the exact set I have, but I will put in two similar things in the description below. You can get um, these little plastic food sheds that go on your cooler. And all it is is a little one liter towel and a plastic sheet. And you put it over the person's head. And the one they love fits directly on top of their lip. And blow through that. So that you blow air into them. And you're not making lip contact. You're not going to worry about that. Are you know, getting any disease or fleas or anything like that. Those are going to be your normal way of taking care of airwaves and do not mouth to mouth. You know, to get the airwaves set up correctly so you're not choking, you're going to tilt the head and you're going to lift the head and slowly shove your head back. A little gentle and controlled way, mind you. Um, that's an old natural way of relaxing another step in airwaves. Now, now I mentioned CPR, it would behoove you, it would be very, very beneficial for you to take a standard AED or CPR AED class through the Red Cross, through a local emergency service, like maybe your county's emergency response team, or your local fire department or hospital or maybe even like your local Boy Scout group or church or someone, someone is going to have a CPR and AED training class. Think about it. These are $50 to $100. Certification is going to be two years. Personally, I would, I personally like to, to get recertified every year. That way I, I know that I'm doing it correctly. Um, I like to use the mannequin that I own. I have that mannequin practice, and I know that I'm still providing good care. Now, that way, too, if there's the American Heart Association, the AHA, or the Red Cross changes something to where to a different protocol, I'm aware of it, and I know now maybe something better than what it used to be. Again, these are fifty to hundred dollars. Please take those classes. Um, actually, no, ma'am. I'm going to tell you, you should take those classes. You should do that this year. 
for a CPR AED class minimum of 30 days. It is vital to learn how to save the network. $100 is not a lot of money compared to the valuation. Now, having an internet connection won't provide unnecessary fluctuation. There's some really sad statistics about CPR that you should be aware of. CPR only has about a 10% chance of actually successfully reviving someone with shock fusion and who's fully recovered. 90% of those who have CPR programmed on them are not resuscitated. They do not recover. You may still die still be with us before someone dies. And as men who are protectors, men who are providers, we are to provide safety. I have come across this case and I have had the time to disregard five different products on this network. Thank God I've never had to use CPR on any of them yet. Um, but I will be aware CPR on this. Part of that is the profession I'm going into. I understand that. But it is vitally important to men who are actually here to take care of ourselves to become men who provide safety. Part of that safety is providing emergency medical care. You have a life. It's your turn. If she thinks and she starts breathing, you know do you know how to pull us apart, do 30 chest compressions, do rescue breaths, or at least that's what I'm here to do. Your kid cuts his finger on your band saw and goes and says, here, I use scissors. Do you know how to take care of an amputated finger? A lot less adaptive and a lot more uh, high stress than that is your kid is learning how to ride a bike and scrape his knee. Just say, well, Mickey Mouse Band-Aid Club scraped me. No, you gotta get a bigger one. Um, you gotta put the band by. Okay, you know how to, do you know how to take out a bullet? Okay, well, if we work with wood, uh, you got a splinter in your hand, do you know how to take that out? Now, emergency first aid is vitally important. So is common sense. So is being protective. And gentlemen, that is our goal. We are to be self-reliant, men who are capable of being resilient. Part of that resiliency is being able to depend on ourselves and those around us to provide emergency care when it's not available. I live in Oklahoma. There are tornadoes. Do I know how to take care of someone until emergency services is floating right now. I know for a fact that I don't want to lose every human I love. So learn. So learn. So, so get help. Join your local community emergency response team for sure. I'm sorry. That was a lot to take off and it was me for no reason. Um, or me. So 
I think there's five that have it. Um, bring your, join your local merchant thieves conference. Join a thief guild. Become an instructor. Take a take a thief and basic training or a thief and pirate captain uh, training. You become well aware of the different merchants and services and how they work and how they operate and how you can you can uh, engage with them and hopefully one day save a life. Again, we are called to provide a shield of protection, but that protection is providing emergency aid. Those are my if an elderly man in your church collapses and stops breathing, do you know how to form a support team? Do you know where and when you reach it? Do you know how to use your child on emergency? Driving home from work or to work and there's a, there's a vehicle accident from a car crash. Do you know how to render first aid? Do you even know how to call 911 to give them the correct information? Do you know where to Vital information like what car broke so fast, how many occupants, and what kind of injuries you think you're going to have if you haven't actually checked on them before. Those are vital important things to know within minutes to seconds to seconds. Do yourself a service. Do your family a service. Do your community a service. And become prepared in emergency first aid. Saying everyone has to be a police officer. I'm not saying everyone has to be a fireman. Not all definitely need to be EMTs, but we are called humans. Humans take charge in emergencies. We help people. We protect them, and we serve them. And there's no better way to serve someone than to keep your own life. That may mean stepping in front of a bullet. That may mean providing CPR. Thank you for listening today. Thank you. Again, I will drop the link to the different products I use or have used in the past down below. Check out our episode from last week on fire protection. Get excited because season two is full of, or will continue to be full of practical steps uh, to be to provide safety generally and service. And again, thank you for listening today. Go out there, act like men, and become the men you were called to.